Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today we're going to talk about something a little touchy. That's right. We're talking about empowerment and intimacy and how important it is for each partner to feel empowered in order for there to really be intimacy. And I'm talking about in the context of partnership, all right? Let me be really clear. If you're talking about a dysfunctional relationship where one person is holding greater power and the other person wants them to, for some reason or another, they're invested perhaps in being a victim in some way, then this wouldn't apply to that, right? We're talking about a partnership where both people feel equal, where both people support one another in their individual dreams and I'm still fixing my screen here, and in their dreams as a couple, a partnership, a partnership where both people feel equal, right? Equal, and therefore have the ability to be vulnerable. Yeah, because without vulnerability, real intimacy cannot occur. So what does that mean? That means if one person in the relationship is feeling particularly disempowered for some reason, that's going to impact intimacy. And yeah, physical intimacy as well. If one person is feeling attacked, angry, afraid, that's going to impact intimacy. <clears throat> All right. So let's talk about intimacy for a second without empowerment. Um, in the past, I have driven home caring communication, trust, and empathy as being the three legs of intimacy, of intimacy, of intimacy. Uh, and these three legs still hold true. So I want you to think about it this way. If you're, what we're really talking about here is trust and empathy and connection. So we've talked a lot about caring communication. But feeling empowered allows us to trust. Feeling safe allows us to trust. Feeling like we are successful and our partner is successful and we have each other's backs allows us to what? To trust. And when we trust, the door is open for greater intimacy on all levels. Emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, any kind of intimacy you can imagine. And when there isn't trust, it's a lot harder for that to happen, right? I mean, how are you going to be vulnerable and intimate with someone that you're feeling distrust towards on some level? Let's talk for a second about how you can feel distrust. This wasn't even in my notes for today. It's just kind of spontaneous, this part. Distrust can happen on a lot of levels. Remember that we are 80% unconscious beings. 20% conscious. The part that's talking to you right now is mostly the conscious part, except the unconscious part obviously spoke up because I'm diverting from what my conscious mind thought was the topic, because this is important. So that 80%, what is the unconscious mind? It's a mystery. It's not such a mystery. The unconscious mind is a construct, an emotional construct that we create so that we can function in society without thinking about it, so that we can identify danger and safety in our social interactions and have responses that work for us. The unconscious mind is a work in process. What I like to tell my clients is the unconscious mind is a big dog, 
Uh, and that dog has been trained to watch out for us. And if you're a dog owner, you know what I mean. Like sometimes people come to the door and the dog, your dog, they look okay to our conscious eyes and the dog just goes, and you know that the dog is picking up on something or, and possibly your unconscious mind is picking up on something about that person. They appear normal, they appear okay, but something about them is triggering, right? Our unconscious mind is like that big dog. Sometimes it just picks up on things. Sometimes our unconscious mind in our relationship with our partner thinks it sees danger when perhaps it isn't there. So a lot of times when I work with couples, they're missing each other because their unconscious mind is identifying something that appears threatening about the other person, but the other person doesn't intend for it to be threatening. It just feels threatening to the unconscious mind because it reminds the unconscious mind of a threatening person from the past. So sometimes our unconscious mind, it's always looking for patterns, right? Sometimes it sees a pattern that reminds it of a hurt or pain in the past. And the unconscious mind goes, it isn't always reliable that way. Or maybe it goes so that we can see that pattern and question, is this real or is it not? And explore it. And it's an opportunity for what with our partner? Intimacy. Why? Because we can say, when you do that, this brings up in me. Uh, and I want to explore that with you. Like, where are you coming from on this? Is this really the same as what my unconscious mind thinks it is? Or are you coming from another place? And if you're coming from another place, how might you express that to me in a way where my unconscious mind can receive it better? And so it's a work of creation between you and your partner, your conscious, unconscious mind, your unconscious mind, your partner and their conscious mind and their, and their unconscious mind. They're, you're doing the work together. And that's what relationships are all about, right? That's why we pick someone who's different than us so that we can uproot these things that were planted in there from our childhood that aren't working for us today. That's what it's all about. And when partnerships run amok, it's because we've lost sight of that purpose. All right, so let's say that you've got that going on. We've all got that going on. We get it. Our relationship is the ground in which we are going to uproot old beliefs that no longer work for us today. Beliefs that work for us then, but don't work for us now. Because now we want trust. We want empathy. We want intimacy. We want care and communication. And we want what? To feel empowered in our lives. And we want our partner to feel what? Empowered in their lives. And so we're going to uproot anything that disempowers us or disempowers them as long as it feels safe. And we're going to do that together. That's like our mission. That's the mission of the partnership. Part of the mission of the partnership. Part of the mission of the partnership. In order to get there, we each need to feel personally empowered. So partnerships don't work, as I implied earlier, if one person, let's say one person is extraordinarily narcissistic, and for them, they can only feel good if they feel like you're losing. Partners, that's not a partnership. That's I win if you lose, when you lose. And on the other end, if you're the person who's receiving that goodness, you might be looking for ways to win with that person that doesn't feel like a loss for you, but makes them feel empowered and winning. And there's only so far you can go with that. Pretty typically in those relationships, when they have children, that's when the gig is up. Because that person who's been 
finding wins for themselves in the face of someone who wants them to lose so that they can feel better finds they can't protect their children from that person. And that's when they get out. And by the way, if that's you, call someone, get on it because it's not worthwhile. All right. So in a real partnership, I keep going off on these tangents, right? In a real, but it's because these are real tangents that go on all the time. In a real partnership, each individual needs to feel like they're empowered. How do we feel empowered as individuals? We might feel empowered in feeling, um, if, we're felt, if we feel like our partner makes us feel safe. I mean, it's, it, being empowered isn't necessarily, I am powerful. Feeling empowered might be, I feel safe. And so I feel empowered. Feeling empowered might also be empowering the other person and feeling good about that. Like sometimes helping other people helps us to feel empowered. Feeling empowered has, shows up in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. How do we know that we're really empowered? We know that we're really feeling empowered when we are on mission in our lives. When we feel our sense of purpose is being fulfilled, what is that sense of mission and purpose really? It's the compilation of all of who we are, our skills, our talents, our innate abilities, peppered in with the culture we grew up with, our family influences going back generations, and the challenges in front of us, very important. How do those things come together to meet and better the world through the challenges in front of us. And the world might be our family. The world might be our workplace. The world might be the world. But our purpose has something to do with feeling like every time I help with this problem, I feel more fulfillment. Doing this feels like it brings me joy. That is personal empowerment at the maximum, right? And so in order for there to be intimacy or the highest form of intimacy, both partners need to, to some extent, be feeling like they're on this path of personal discovery and application of who they are and usefulness, right? It's vital for human beings to feel useful. Have you ever seen the statistics on people retiring? Like the, most people, when they retire, retire, they die a year or two later. They lose their sense of usefulness and they let go of the mortal coil. They're done. They move on. So if you want to live, <laughs> what it means to live is to fulfill your sense of purpose, to be useful, to be the most useful that you can. Useful in a way that feels like I am all that I can be. Not only is it important for you to feel that, but your partner also needs to be having that experience. And that's where the relationship comes in. The relationship, the purpose of the relationship, the purpose of the partnership is to empower one another. So if you're having those little nitpicky fights where you're taking away from each other and you're always criticizing one another, then you are in fact disempowering the relationship and one another. So how do we empower ourselves in a relationship Speaking about our feelings, because relationships are never perfect, speaking about our feelings in a responsible way, I'm feeling this when that happens. That is one way. Acknowledging the other person's feelings. It sounds like what you're saying is you feel this when X happens. That's another way. 
Um, being clear about what each of your personal missions and perspectives and uh, what fulfills you both is yet another way. And supporting one another in that is yet another way. And when intimacy drops out of a relationship, out of a partnership, it can often be because in some way that stopped happening. In some way you've slipped into parallel lives or one of you is more engaged in your work than the other one is and less engaged in the relationship. One person in the relationship might be feeling like, hey, where are you? Look, I know your work is important and I get that we're eating because of it, but where are you? Why aren't you here with me? Or from the other perspective, I'm working so hard to fulfill myself individually, to feed the family. Why aren't you supporting me more in this? Why aren't you there for me more? You know, all those kinds of feelings can come up if it's not spoken about, if it's not made clear what's going on, if an understanding hasn't occurred about why that dynamic is happening. And very often empowerment can come through those conversations. Actually, couples can sustain what may appear to be power imbalances, like the one I just described, for years, if there's conversation and understanding about it. If the person who is giving up to some extent their own personal fulfillment for the other person's success gets it that their time will come, it'll work. The second they feel like, oh my God, I've missed my opportunity, <sighs> intimacy goes out the window. And so it's super important to stay aware of how are you feeling? How fulfilled are you feeling? How on mission are you feeling? How on purpose are you feeling? And how much sacrifice are you making to the other person? And how much sacrifice are they making for you? All right. So just to sum this up, empowerment, super important. Anytime we're feeling disempowered, anytime we're feeling less than, intimacy drops out. What would that be? Um, <clears throat> That would happen when there is a breakdown in, would it be caring communication? Yeah, caring communication would be important there. If you're feeling less than or feeling inadequate or feeling like it's not working for you, it's really important to speak up and say so. Um, or if you're feeling unsupported in some way, really important to say so. And that would also diminish your empathy if you're not having that conversation. I'm going back to the intimacy model. Uh, but the disempowerment thing, when we feel, I think when we have a breakdown in one of those three areas, the outcome is a sense of inequity or disempowerment, perhaps it's feeling like a victim, and that is going to pull the rug right out from a, under any kind of intimacy. Let me just add a footnote to this. Really not unusual for those feelings to come up when you're with your partner's family. Why? Because in that environment, they are their most supported and you are in your least supported stance. That's their family. That's who they were raised by. That's who has their back. Some families I understand have more dysfunction than that, but I'm speaking in broad generalities here. It might be that um, feelings that you haven't really thought about come up in that environment. So watch how you feel in that environment. Watch how you feel in their home, anytime they're in their home court, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's uh, their business, maybe it's the kitchen, maybe it's 
the school, maybe it's their circle of friends, notice how you feel there. If you're feeling particularly not a part of or disempowered, that's an indication that in some way, your relationship connection is not what it could be. That doesn't mean it's bad. It means it's not what it could be. It's an indication that there is some work to be done. And it's worth talking through. It's worth talking through one-to-one. -one. If that doesn't help, reach out to for some kind of counseling help. Because the more you work on this, the stronger your partnership is going to be. And the stronger your partnership is going to be, the deeper your sense of intimacy. And the more you're going to experience intimacy on every level. Yeah, I'm not just talking about hugs and kisses. I'm talking about sex. You know, the more you're going to have intimacy on every level. And that is all we have for today. I hope this has been helpful. As always, you can private message me or direct message me. You can reach out to me through um, the following link, bit.ly forward slash end the fight, all one word. You may not be fighting, but you can use that link. It'll access my calendar. If you just want to get together and have an informal, uh, at no cost to either of us other than time, talk. And I'm happy to get your views, opinions, things that are going on with you and offer you some next steps that are appropriate for what you want and need. Thank you and have a wonderful tomorrow.